Hi, thanks for listening to Write in 10. I'm Karen Alea. I'm recording this right before the deadline because I've gone back and forth on what to do this week. Do I stay silent, though everything on the television and in all of our neighborhoods is in flux, in upheaval, in tears, in anguish, and in fear over things that continue to happen on American soil? Do I just play what was already in the shoot for this week? I know that I've learned a lot about racism over the years, and I felt I always had a grasp on it. That was until the last few years. I'm in a very large women's writing group on Facebook, and I come across more diversity there than I would usually come across. And I've been really challenged by what I've heard black women writers say, and this is always in response to white women asking them something. And the main point that keeps getting repeated is that they're saying, please don't ask us again for our opinion, our comment, our insight when it comes to things that have to do with racism or current events because they've been telling us over and over for years. I think now is the perfect time to talk about the importance of writing black people and reading black people. And instead of having a black author speak on the show and again tell us what they've been telling us forever and asking them to spend more emotional labor on teaching us, I'm going to try and follow the directions that we've been given over and over. So I'm going to just repeat some of the things that they've taught us as writers. And the main thing is that visibility matters. Representation matters. To those of us, especially who are white, but those of us who are not black, we don't even realize how it feels to be a minority, to not see yourself in the doll section of the toy store, to not see yourself in commercials. It's the same with writing. So representation in what we write is very important. Now, all of us can be concerned if we're going to get it right. If we are going to write a black character or include someone in our memoir and totally blow it and make it worse for ourselves. And I'll tell you, we might. And here's some ways that we can do our best and stay diligent not to screw the world up any more than it already is. So I suggest if you're including an African-American character in a book, it's always great to hire an experienced sensitivity reader. By experienced, of course, means they understand that there are different nuances in fiction and that not all characters need to be seen as these great people. They need to have flaws. So they're going to understand all those nuances that are built into it. Also, they, of course, will be black sensitivity writers. Don't hire someone who says they can cover all the races. It's just not possible. 
And when people are writing about black characters, they need to remember to be very careful with dialogue. I found an author named Maya Nunley, and she was saying that black English is not standard English with bad grammar. Black English is a dialect of English, one to be studied and researched thoroughly just like any other dialect of any other language. And she said, if you don't believe me, here's a Stanford study. And she includes that in it. And I'll include that study on the website blog for this episode. So we need to be particularly careful with dialogue. Just because you read Mark Twain when you were younger, that does not translate well into today. And if you have read something written by a black author, yes, it's true. It will not be the same if you write it as a non-black author. We'll discuss that more in our episode on dialogue, but there are plenty of ways to maneuver different types of dialogue and dialects to make it much more progressive and read in the same way with the same kind of sounds that you might be going after without crossing a line into turning people into a caricature. There are two big situations to avoid when you're writing and including black characters. One is avoiding the sage black woman trope. This pops up in everything, and I'm trying to remember a movie I just saw where the woman came out of nowhere. I guess she was just a townswoman, and she gave incredible advice that sums up everything and reads like a bumper sticker to the main character. And then, of course, there's the white savior trope. We've seen this recently, and I'm not sure the message or uh, the news actually got to all the ends of the earth about how damaging and upsetting movies like Green Book or The Help were and the book The Help. It shows the suffering and the difficulties of black Americans, and then their lives are improved only by way of another white character. I found an author by the name of Kit DeWall in the Irish Times, and she said the help was condemned by critics, academics, and commentators, alleging that the novel trivializes, misrepresents, and stereotypes black women, black men, and the black community, and it presents black liberation and success being dependent on white intervention, and white goodness. And again, this can be something that whites are not always seeing perfectly and clearly because we only inhabit our own lives. And this is where a sensitivity reader comes in very handy, and this is where research comes in very deeply. Kit DeWall talks about the dominant culture Entering the life of a culture that has struggled can be very problematic. 
So you can see there's almost extremes in black people being very developed, but then saved by someone who's white, or them just being accessories. The author Nancy Johnson talks about that, how she says, please don't use us as accessories or sidekicks. If you're writing a group of people and then you realize later, oh, I should make one black. Let me just change this one to black. She said, it's better just not to do it than to say, this is what's lacking in my book. And now I'm going to quote, bring in the diversity. Sometimes in these podcasts, I say, but don't let that hold you back from, and then I encourage you, but I'm going to say, no, let it hold you back a little bit, at least a little bit, possibly entirely. A large reason non-blacks don't totally grasp a lot of black culture suffering struggles successes etc is because they are only 5% of published authors this year we saw the pulitzer prize in fiction go deservedly to colson whitehead for the nickel boys and we saw it go to jericho brown for his poetry chapbook, Their Tradition, both who are black writers. That has a lot to say about quantity versus quality. And if we can help in the way we write about black characters, we can also help in how many get published. If you've seen any of my social media posts in the last few days, you can see that I went and gathered a bunch of books written by African Americans, whether they're fiction, some are cookbooks. Um, There's a lot that have come out in the last few years dealing with how to deal with race and how to listen in the nonfiction arena and gathered them together in a list. And all the affiliate money I receive to support the blog is going to be donated to the United Negro College Fund. In two days, we've already seen it collect $35. Everything counts. If you want to educate yourself, if you as a writer want to read some black authors and see how they deal with dialogue or see some different techniques that they use or different cultural aspects, now is a great time to do it. And again, every dollar is a vote to publishers saying, we want you to invest in more black authors. You can find the list at the website, writein10.com slash books. I'm also really proud to be working with Skillshare. Skillshare is an online class forum. And this week, they sent out something to all the people who work with them or take from them. 
to say how important they feel this time in history is and that they're pushing all their black artists to the forefront. They're showcasing them. As you know, I've said on the show before, Skillshare, you can take online classes and writing from Roxane Gay. You can, uh, you can take cooking. You can take photography. So it's one of those platforms where you get the best of the best from all over the country and all over the world. And right now, they're doing a push to bring forth the artists in the black community as well as funds that can then get directed in the places they need to go. I'm going to put the link to Skillshare in the notes, in the accompanying blog, and I hope that you'll check them out as well. My link gets you a percentage off of the regular prices. I hope everyone stays well, and I look forward to seeing you next week.